right, welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. I'm here. My name is Rick McClatchy from the Rocky Butte campus of Manor House here in the greater Portland metro area in Eugene. And I also have sitting across the table from me, the illustrious Mark Daniels. Thank you very much, Rick. And I just want to say right away, thanks so much for the iced Americano, man. Well, it's you know, get us through, if I you're going to podcast, you need fuel. <laughs> so it's it's good podcast fuel indeed. That's so right. today, uh, man, I'm really looking forward to this conversation today as we have laid the groundwork. Uh, we talked about what care is in general and I really appreciate just the depth that you went into and just all that you covered on that topic. And now wanting to dig to another layer of that whole conversation to begin, I guess, to put some handles on it, maybe make it more manageable, make it more applicable to our lives. And so today wanting to just get a little more information from you, Mark, on how do we receive care? Like what, because I think I think we all know we got to be healthy ourselves first before we can try to go help make other people healthy, right? So absolutely. You know. I mean, we we realize in you know as we've been kind of rolling out this podcast, making plans for what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. We realized we were kind of jumping right into, boy, let's equip people to provide care, and that's that's a great thought for sure. But the fact is, um, a lot of us are in a place where the idea of providing care almost wears us out. There's, there's something in us that says, okay, great idea, but I'm maybe not in the greatest place to do that. I was, I was in that place uh, three years ago, found myself in a spot where I just wasn't the healthiest person on the inside. And that, that's kind of actually putting it mildly. And, and, I, and I'm a pastor on staff, I'm a leader in the church, and I wasn't probably able to provide the care that I needed to provide, not only for my own life and my family, but to anyone really in the church. And I went on a journey to, um, to really begin to find health and to experience the health that God brings. Um, and and I, just, I just thought it was going to be a really good idea to hit the pause button on providing care and talk first about how we receive care to ensure that we have full hearts and we're able to give care out of that place of health. Yeah, and um, just to kind of interject a little bit of scripture here right at the very beginning, um, one of my favorite verses uh, is in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, All praise to God, the, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Come on. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. It goes on to say much more, but one, I just love that God identifies himself as a merciful father. I just, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like what a, what a great promise that is. And the source of all comfort. And so I think sometimes we make the mistake when we're in a hurting place to try to get comfort from other places. I think we know instinctively, we know that's where addictions come from. That kind of thing as we, we develop un, unhealthy coping mechanisms to the the stress and pressure that we feel in life when 2 Corinthians 1 is trying to give us the, the clue here. He is the source of all comfort. Absolutely. And it is going to be the first place we find care. And as we'll talk a little bit later, it's not the only way, though. We do recognize that, yes, God's going to care for us and we're going to receive care directly from him. But God actually sends people into our life 
on purpose. And, and we're going to actually receive care through those that God sends. The care we receive from those people, it's actually his love flowing through them. And, and so, yeah, we're going to experience it from him directly, but we're also going to experience it from others. When I think about, um, again, kind of going back to where I was, I just was in a, I was in a place early 2016, um, and, and we're recording this in, in June here of 2019, so three and a half years ago. Uh, I just found myself in a place where I, I just didn't have a lot to give. I was pretty consumed with where I was at emotionally, where I was at in my own heart and spirit, and I wasn't able to give out and um, care other care for others. And um, I, I, you know, in that season, was reminded about a couple of of um, scripture ideas that I just want to pass along because, again, like you just said, Second Corinthians one, absolutely, we first receive care from the Lord Himself. John John fifteen puts it this way, in verses one through eleven that whatever fruit we might bear as, as Christians, whatever fruit we would, we would see in ourselves, is going to come because we are so intimately connected with him. It describes Christ as the vine, the Father as the vine dresser, and us as the branches. And the fruit that would come on my branch, the fruit that um, really is seen in my life, comes as a result of the connection I have to the vine. So as a branch is connected to the vine, and then how the vine dresser comes and deals with those branches, it says that he will prune uh, branches in order to, to even create more health. In other words, God actually deals with us as individuals. He comes to where we are. He takes us as we are. And then he starts to, to move us forward. He, he brings healing to our hearts. He strengthens us. And, and again, in that section of scripture, it talks about a branch that is separated from the vine. It withers and it dries up and, and it's separated from the vine. It actually bears no fruit at all. I, I don't know that I was separated from the vine. I don't know that I would say that, um, but there wasn't much fruit in my life. And what I needed was to go back to that point of connection where who I am is connected directly to Jesus. And I needed to relate to him differently. Um, and I, I would define it this way. I think it's it's the idea of full surrender. And I think a lot of us find unhealth because things are going in a different way than we thought they were going to. And we react the wrong way to that. And after a, a period of time, we just find ourselves in an unhealthy place. I know that's a generalization, but I think it could be described that way. And that's where I was at. Things maybe hadn't gone the way that I thought that they were going to go. And over the course of a period of time, a lengthier period of time, I wasn't reacting or responding the way that I should. And I found myself not fully surrendered to the Lord. I loved him. I, I would worship. I would give in, in church on Sundays. I would lead what I needed to lead. I was a Christian. I, I read my Bible on a daily basis. I'm telling my kids to read their Bible. I mean, from the outside, you wouldn't probably know that I was in that place. But on the inside, there was a lot of turmoil. And I, I think, again, just the best way to describe it is I wasn't connected vitally to the vine and I wasn't receiving the life that I needed to because I had shut it down. I wasn't fully surrendered. And that's saying something coming from someone like you who you've been on staff here at the church for 20 plus years now. So the environment that you find yourself in on a regular basis is a one that 
it's full of, you know, we, we talk about God all the time. Our heart is aware of what we're trying to do for the kingdom of God. That's why we're here. And yet, even in that environment, you can find yourself in a place of kind of messed up inside because it's interesting how we can get our identity tangled up in things that are not ultimate things. And, and when those things are removed from us or they are they're hurt or damaged or whatever, that it begins to mess us up on a deeper level than was ever intended. So sometimes the, the pain that we experience is because we've inadvertently entangled ourselves with things on a deeper level than we're supposed to. So I love what you're saying about getting our, not just receiving care, but getting our very identity. Like Paul said, your identity is in Christ. That, that that's where our day oh okay that's where our identity comes from is in Christ and when we try to get it from somewhere else and again that thing is compromised or taken away from us we find ourselves very without our bearings and absolutely and that and that's where I was at and and um, when I look back at it now I'm so grateful for what the Lord did to bring me to a place where I could so clearly see my identity was wrapped up in what I did for him rather than who I was in him. Who I am, I'm his son. That's, that's who I am. Yeah. I'm his kid. And he's my, he's my daddy or my papa if we wanted to use the Abba Father um, you know, title for God that we find in Romans. I, I, I am his kid and he, he, he came to me where I was and he dealt with me where I was and he took me to a new spot. And I, I started to just, I think, go back to the basics of, of saying, Lord, here I am. What do you want from me? His answer was, I don't want anything from you except your whole heart. Well, that's everything, right? So I'm saying, what do you want from me in terms of what do I need to do, right? And God's saying, no, I don't want you to do anything. I want you to give up. I want you to surrender. And that's that's what I did. And it um, it was a process. I wish I wish it could be an altar call. I, I went forward on a Sunday, I raised my hands to the heavens, and I had a prayer person pray for me. Yeah. And, <laughs> bada the, snap boom, bada a, bing. <laughs> and the snap of a finger on the different guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just doesn't work that way. It was a process and it started it started early in 2016. And there are a lot of steps in that story that, you know, we don't really have time to get into today, but um, the Lord really brought me um, out from that. And I I have to say, um, I'm sure I'm not perfect. I'm convinced I'm not, you know, Rick has a big smile on his face because he agrees, uh, but uh, I'm not perfect. But honestly, I'm as healthy right now sitting here at this table doing this podcast today as I have ever been in my life. And and I think my connection to God in a way that John 15 describes is as strong as it has ever been. And I am receiving care from the Lord. And when I go to the Lord in, in my times with him, mostly in the mornings, but I do connect with him outside of that, of course. I am finding real strength from him directly. And it, it it's amazing. It is, it's, I think, how it's supposed to be. I'm hearing him. He is speaking to me. He is leading me. I'm relying on him. I am in prayer a lot. Um, and and uh, it's just a, a, a great place to be. In comparison where I was three and a half years ago, it's a completely different that's awesome before we jump to the next point uh let me go off script just for a minute here and just you know just probe you for a second like hearing your story a little bit and kind of hearing that journey 
and then seeing that here you are in a healthier place than maybe you've ever been. Is there one or two just real practical things that you could point out to people that that you adjusted that you because it sounds nice to say he just wants full surrender but what does that look like how do i do that sure help me man yeah you know there was um several points along the way since since then where i felt the holy spirit point out to me where i was off track um to put it bluntly where i was in sin there was a there was a sinful um mindset or even a, a, a sinful action, you know, that I had taken, and um, and it was it, it disconnected me from the Lord. And and, and please understand, I, I don't mean that I was in moral sin or that I was in even ongoing sin, but I was off course. I I was seeing things the wrong way, and each time that the Lord would show that to me, I took very specific time to prayerfully through journaling and even looking up scriptures that relate to the idea, really truly repent for where I was at. Um, so it wasn't just a one-time prayer. Um, it was, no, this I can't be like that. That's not how God wants for me to be. I have to deal with that fully. Um, and just one example was just the idea that you mentioned earlier, just the identity. My identity, I think, was wrapped up in what I was doing on staff and the role that I had. And when that role shifted, um, it broke me. It should not have broken me. I should have held that staff role with way more of an open hand. That's my fault. That is my sin. And when the Holy Spirit really pointed that out to me, I was able to go back and re, um, I think rediscover the idea that my identity is found in Christ alone and in who I am in his eyes. And to put myself back in that place of, no, it's not about what I do for him. It's about who I am. And that's why he sent Jesus into my life in the first place. And so practically, um, I started to really shift how I related to the Lord. I let him in. And surrender was a process. And I would surrender. Each time I felt the Holy Spirit point something out to me, um, I would fully surrender it. I would, I would take days, weeks. There was one time, and uh, this identity piece was that, it actually took a couple of months to fully kind of understand and unravel, kind of rediscover and say, okay, I'm going to do this differently. Um, and so it was a lot of work and it was, it took a lot of time. Um, but I don't know how else to, to do it. And again, as we're talking about care, not only from the Lord, but from others, others started to play a role in that. And at first it was the Holy Spirit really speaking to me, but then it was others coming in and reinforcing what I was hearing the Holy Spirit say. And it's, I, I, it's just been fantastic. And so for me, it has been that the practical piece has been my time with the Lord um, on purpose, not just to get a scripture that's going to, you know, encourage me for the day, make me feel better, but actually um, understanding what the Bible says about where I was in that moment. That's so good. Well, I think you've given us the perfect segue as you began to mention that not only was it about surrendering to the Lord and, and spending time with him. And I think that's a big, a big part of it. A lot of times is we just get, we get stuck in our pattern of either distractedness or busyness. And we begin to crowd out, even if we're still taking the time for our first 15 or whatever our time period might be, is that even the, is that the quality of that quantity has depleted to such a level that there is no actual connection to the vine. 
So once we've begun to get that kind of dialed in, let's now walk into the next phase of receiving care. So we receive care directly from God. Thank God he created the way to do that through, through Jesus dying on the cross and restoring the connection with him. But that's not his only plan. And so talk to me a little bit about what, what does it look like? Maybe what some of your experience been in receiving care from other people? Such a big idea. And I think as Americans um, or Western culture, we're very individualistic. We're pretty isolated. Um, and we want to do things on our own. And that's not God's way of, of living life. Um, God himself is in community. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if God is in community, we're supposed to be in community. We're never supposed to do this on our own. Um, and, and so God does, he, he brings people into our lives, people that we need, people who love us, people who see us as we really are, people who are reaching out to us. And I think what changed for me was starting to recognize them as God's vehicle for my life or as God's blessing in my life, not just as somebody that I'm meeting and I have a rapport that seems to build fairly quickly. I, I didn't see that as chance. I didn't see that as a cool thing. I started to say, okay, God, what from this person are you wanting me to receive? If you're bringing them into my life right now, what, what, am, I, what am I supposed to learn from them? And, and I started to just be open. I started to um, even just at times, as I built some trust and as um, I would walk with them, um, I started to, to open up a little bit. And, and to be honest, I looked at those that had been in my life for a long time, you being one of them, and I started to say to myself, am I allowing them in my life? Not, not just as, like, as you and I would do, let's go play some pool or let's go bowling or let's watch the Mariners or the Seahawks. I mean, those are great things, and I think we should do that. But those things were not advancing me in that season. I needed, I needed you to speak into my life as a friend who saw me um, in my reality. And I started to look at people like you. I started to look at Daryl Corbin. I started to look at um, others, Daniel Gardner, um, that, that God would bring into my life um, and, and that, that were already there. And who already had a heart for me and who already loved me dearly. All they needed was permission to maybe say things that I didn't want to hear. Maybe to encourage me in a way that I wasn't ready to receive. Maybe to, um, to speak into my life and for me to just open up and say, yeah, okay, I'm hearing what you say. There was a shift in how I started to relate to those that were in my life. And that shift really started in the middle of 2016 and moving forward. And, and, and I just want to say, and on the podcast and publicly, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for Daryl. I'm so grateful for Bruce Smith. I'm so grateful for Daniel Gardner. I'm, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the, the, the many that the Lord has brought into my life that when I give them permission and they are faithful to say things that, again, I may not always want to hear it, but but it's said in love and it's it's actually set to, to to move me forward in God. And what I found is their love for me was far beyond what I thought was possible. Um, and and I, I saw God working through them and into my life. And so I recognized, yeah, my time with the Lord mattered. 
but boy, as I opened up my life to these to these men, and and allowed them in, and of course with Mo too. I mean, Mo has been there the whole time, has been amazingly faithful, and has loved me through thick and thin and highs and lows. Um, it's there's there's real relationship there, and and I've had to just learn to be open and transparent, and to say here's where I'm at, here's what I'm thinking, here's how I'm feeling. I don't even know how to deal with that, and. For you guys to step in and say, well, here's what I what I see and here's what I think. That's so good. I think that that really just kind of reinforces really the whole idea of transparency is kind of where you're going is uh, I think of the comical you know scenario of uninvited parental advice. You know, if you're ever at a park and you're, you know, watching your kids and somebody's like, yo, Mark, um, you should probably, you know, do xyz because william's being a crazy man or whatever and you're like um and who are you and shut your face all right (laughs) like i don't want to listen to that it's weird how defensive we can be towards people's input if we haven't asked for it and it's like oh hello maybe maybe i need to take the first step and open the door so that now I'm, i'm inviting that in and it just makes me think of in james where it says that that god gives grace to the humble, yeah. but resists the proud, and how our pride messes with our ability to receive care from God. Because, I mean, never mind the fact that who wants God of the universe resisting you? I right. mean, goodness right. gracious. That would not be good. So, um, so maybe just kind of wrap up this whole idea, talking on that, that transparency and that humility piece, the vulnerability yeah, wow. Transparency is such a big deal. And I, again, I recognize how difficult it can be for some. For some, it might come a little bit easier. But for a lot of us, transparency is really tough. I think the key is being transparent with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you heard me mention particular names. Uh, I am not fully transparent about my life with a whole lot of people. I, I've, I've chosen those that I recognize God has brought into my life and those who I know love me and have my best interest at heart. And I'm smart enough to recognize they're not just yes people. They're not just people who will agree with what I do. They're not just people who are going to cheer me on from the sidelines. They are people who are in the game with me, who see me as I truly am. They understand how I think. They understand what I say. They watch me as I parent. They know how I deal with my finances. They see me as a leader, as a pastor, um, as a husband. And, and, and because they're close and because they're able to see me from all of those angles, I would be an idiot to not allow them to speak into my life. And I have found, as I allowed them to speak into my life, the vast majority of what they are saying builds me up. It doesn't tear me down. It's not even a redirect so much. Sometimes... Those redirects are what I need, but I have found the vast majority of the time, uh, they just put their arm around me and they say, I got you right now. I am, I am with you in this right now. I, you know, I, I, had a, I had a rough fall last year going into the holidays financially. I had to put $8,000 into two cars over the course of six weeks, and I, I didn't have that you know, laying around. And, um, and both Daniel and Bruce really came to my aid. They didn't give me a whole lot of thoughts on how to do it differently. They just, they just said, dude, I'm with you. I am praying with you. 
We're going to believe God to get you through this, and we're going to believe God for breakthrough on the backside to be able to take care of, you know, the mounting kind of debt. And um, and I that's what I needed. Well, that's what they provided. They didn't provide a bunch of hey, you should do A, B, C. No, they were there relationally as as close friends walking with me in life. It was that transparency that got me through that season. If I didn't tell them where I was at, they might be able to see that something's wrong, but until I volunteer that information, they're not gonna be able to respond to that. So the transparency on my part is the vital key. And again, it's doing it with the right people. Yeah, it's like you said, you know, playing pool or going and drinking coffee with each other, those more, you know, social activities is where we're able to kind of drop the breadcrumbs and kind of test the waters to see, is this person the one of the ones that I can can be more raw with? And as you begin to develop just that relationship of trust, then you can go, okay, you're one of my people that I'm gonna I'm gonna bear my bear my soul to because I need a couple. I'm not gonna be you know vomit guy that right. goes and just pukes on everybody. Right. Here's all my problems, but I got a few people that I know have my back, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I think that's such a powerful uh, concept. Thank you so much for your input, for being vulnerable and sharing some of your own story. Just, I think it brings so much depth to what we're talking about today. So we're talking about receiving care straight from God, John 15, abiding in the vine and just bearing fruit because of that. Talked about David strengthening himself in the Lord. Um, and then just going into that whole concept of receiving care from other people and how it requires us to see the people that God has placed in our lives, but then also invite them in by actually being vulnerable, by actually being transparent and, and allowing people to speak into our lives. So this has been another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. I am Rick McClatchy. You can reach me at rickm at manahouse.church. We would love to hear from you if you have ideas for content for future episodes. It would be our privilege and honor to be able to dig into some topics that you would request. And this is Mark Daniels. And my email is markd, M-A-R-K-D, at manahouse.church. And it has been our pleasure to be with you today. God bless you and have an incredible day.